0: mk's biggest
1: hits here we go here we go hello happy easter i'm steve gordon wilson it is the destination mk show easter sunday special kicking off with calvin Harrison and dua Leeper. Oh, six point three this is mkfm Let's go. there's Halsey without me calvin Harrison and dua Lipa before that kicking us off on this easter sunday special What makes it such a special? Well, I tell you, we're looking ahead to one of the greatest musicals ever written that is hitting the stage at Milton Keynes Theatre in May. We'll do it, but can I get a little bit of a round of applause to start me off? Oh, thanks. Set in early 19th century France, Les Miserables is the story of Jean Valjean, a French peasant and his desire for redemption, after serving 19 years in jail for having stolen a loaf of bread for his sister's starving child. Valjean decides to break his parole and start his life anew, but is relentlessly tracked down by a police inspector named Javert. Jean Valjean's restored humanity moves him to adopt the orphaned girl Cosette and makes a vow to her dying mother Fontaine that he'll protect her with his life. Les Mis comes to Milton Keynes Theatre from the 14th of May and on today's show we'll talk to some of the cast, Javert and Fontaine. But first, here's a number from the iconic score at the end of the day on MKFM. At the end of the day from Les Miserables, which comes to Milton Keynes Theatre this May. Find out more on the Destination MK show between now and 10 o'clock or if you already want to book tickets, get yourself to atgtickets.com forward slash Milton Keynes. Les Miserables comes to Milton Keynes Theatre very, very soon. And in the role of Javert is Nick Greenshield. And Nick joins me now. Hi, Nick. Hi. How are you? Are you well?
2: I'm very well, thank you. Yes, we're um, just currently in Birmingham at the moment, halfway through our six-week run and um, having a blast.
1: How's it going over in Birmingham? Is this show going well in Birmingham?
2: Yeah, we're playing to um, sold-out audiences virtually every night, stand innovations. ovations. We're very, very lucky and um, just having a fantastic time taking this show on the road around the UK.
1: There is a real buzz in Milton Keynes about the show coming. It is one of those iconic musicals that that doesn't tour very often. It's quite a big thing, isn't it, for us to have it here in MK?
2: I think for most cities, the last time the tour went out on the road was almost ten years ago. Um, and so there's been a lot of anticipation already to every theatre that we've gone to. And I think tickets went on sale for most theatres almost a year ago Absolutely. and sold out quite quickly. Um, and I think Les Mis is just one of those shows that it's sort of passed on through generation. We have grandparents coming to see the show that are coming with their sons or daughters and now bringing their grandchildren. Um, it's kind of like a, a tradition that is passed on through the generations. But, um, you know, we're very excited to come to Milton Keynes. I'm very excited. I've played um, the theatre there twice before, um, actually three times, uh, once with Oklahoma, a show, Wonderful Town, and uh, Beauty and the Beast. So I'm excited to come back this time with Les Mis and uh, also to be playing the part of Inspector Javert. So, yeah, very excited.
1: Uh, We'll mention some of those other Milton Keynes credits in a moment. I remember Wonderful Town very clearly. But you mentioned, of course, this isn't your first stab at Les Mis. You're at something of a veteran.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I spoke. Well, I'm one of the oldest members in the company here at the moment. So, yeah, I do feel like a, a veteran sometimes. But, um, yeah, my involvement with the show started uh, about 15, 16 years ago. Um, first time I auditioned for the show, it was currently still running at the Palace Theatre in London, which was its original home. Um, it played there for 18 years. And uh, I joined the company as one of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing one of Thenardier's gang, Brujon and I stayed for a year and then my involvement with the show tended to carry on every sort of couple of years I'd get invited back to do lovely things like the classical Brit Awards as part of a you know a, a Lame's kind of section yes. and then the Royal Variety um, I was involved in some vocal work on the on the movie um, and then the spectacular 02 25th anniversary concert uh, with Alfie Bowe that um, was just an amazing experience I was one of the uh, kind of alumni that was invited to be part of that and then um last year i was in in a show called young frankenstein and Mm. we just performed at the olivier awards and um i was asked to come in for les mis and so i hadn't auditioned for it i understudied javert all those years ago um and had never come back to audition for the show and uh, it just happened that it was the right time and um and here i am so yeah i'm I'm very grateful and uh, very lucky
1: and, and being involved in so many other uh, versions of Les Miers, if you like, including that spectacular at the O2, how different is this touring production than productions that people might have seen in the past?
2: Well I think the essence and the message of the show is exactly the st- same, you know, about love and redemption mm. um and uh, the human condition that that is very much still the the core of the show. Um it's been updated somewhat, you know, there's a, there's a bit more color to this production, mm. in costumes there's some uh visual screens that are used as um sort of back projections and um it, obviously it doesn't have the world famous revolve which is the thing that is still in the current london production um which this production will replace in december all oh, right um but it's just it's a reimagined production um and so it still is very much loyal i think to the original production and to the uh, values and the ethos but um it has been updated with new orchestrations um, and just to try and give it a, a, a sort of 21st century freshness about it absolutely, um, for the future generations and, and young
1: people to come and watch. I think certainly some of our uh, younger patrons and some of those future patrons that you mentioned may have only been introduced to the story with the, the movie musical, of course, released a few years yes. back. Are there parallels between those or is that a, a separate entity altogether?
0: I
2: think there's elements from everything, from the film, from the O2 uh, version, from the original Trevor Nunn and John Cair production, you know, that I said is still currently running at the Queens. Um, But it is very much, I think the time has moved on, uh, technology has moved on. Um, I think, you know, the, the things that you can do now, especially with the orchestrations, if you go back to the original production it's 35 years since it was conceived wow um and things that you can do now with sound and surround sound in theaters and the way that you can orchestrate you know it's moved on so much that that, you know this show i suppose has a a kind of more modern freshness to it with um with things but that's not to take away anything from the you know the iconic production that's still running because um you know i was in that production as well and and that was groundbreaking for its time and has really paved the way not only for this production but through other theatrical productions of other shows Um, you know it was groundbreaking for its time using a revolve and and some of the staging and and the wonderful direction that it it has in that production.
1: And do you find yourself uh, being compared to previous Chavez? I mean I'll go out there on a limb (laughs) and say if you're going to be compared to Russell Crowe I think you're going to come off all right. Uh, that's just my personal Russell Crowe opinion I'm a a
2: big fan of Russell (laughs) Crowe and I think you know even by his probably own admission he would say that he's not you know the world's greatest singer but he's a fantastic actor and sometimes you know when it comes to um picture houses and and studios like universal or you know 20th century fox they want big names in these big roles to to make them sell and you know i think there was probably lots of people that could play and sing that role in a film fantastically but you know to uh, the average person on the street they wouldn't have heard of them but so. um with with this show in in musical theatre terms, you know my my sort of hero was Philip Quast. Yes. Um, when I was first introduced to the show back in the early nineties, um, and you know I've just tried to put my own stamp on it and 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 be truthful to how I I see the part. And you know I've had some really lovely feedback from from sort of you know huge fans of the show. And sometimes you know people have sort of compared me to Philip and sort of yes. said you know. Um, you remind us of a, a, a young him or a younger version, and I'm thrilled with that, you know, because I, I hold him in great esteem, and I think he was, you know, one of the best, or the best, Javert for me. Um, as I said, when I was growing up, I, he was someone I really, really looked up to.
1: So quite an honour to be compared. Uh, we.
2: Oh, God, yeah, yeah, to even be mentioned in the same sentence as him, you know, for me, he he was just you know, stunning in the role. Yes.
1: Killian Donnelly tweeted the other day, of course, uh, who is also in the show, playing Jean Valjean, he was talking about his uh, big, his Les Mis moment, or his I'm in Les Mis moment, when he walked onto the stage and was supposed to be singing out to the audience, but found himself looking at the ensemble as they rushed <laughs> yeah. on, and had that <laughs> yeah, moment I of, all, wow, I'm in Les Mis.
2: You can kind of forget what you're in and take it for granted, and, you know, we're constantly reminded, and we have, we had Cameron McIntosh here watching only two weeks ago, yeah. that, You know this story has to have a freshness every night that we tell it and we can't take for granted that the audience are going to give us a stand innovation Mm -hmm. or that they're going to applaud on my own or i dreamed a dream Mm -hmm. um just because you know it's lame is and 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 you can just you know half-heartedly serve it to an audience and it will still get a wonderful reaction and i think that's something that we always try and hold on to as a company and you do have these moments you know I, i stand there and I think to myself, God, how did I, how did I end up in this role? Yes. You know, 20, 25 years ago, I was watching the 10th anniversary on a VHS, yes. um, you know, tape in, in my mum dad's house. Mm. And watching Philip Quast, having never seen the show, and saying to my parents, I must go and see this, this is this fantastic. And now I'm in that, that same role singing the same song. So it, you do have these kind of out-of-body experiences. And, um, yeah, it's always wonderful to sort of remind yourself just how lucky you are to... Yes to be given this opportunity to sing, you know, one of the greatest musical theatre scores of the last century and, and to be in the world's longest-running musical. Mm.
1: A Stars is one of my all-time favourite music musical numbers. I can't wait to see you perform it in Milton Keynes. You talked about your, your route to MK, and you mentioned a couple of other shows. Uh, so Wonderful Town, of course, which has never had me congering quite in the same way ever since, <laughs> and uh, Young Frankenstein that you've recently been doing. Very different kind of shows, certainly very different to "Lame Is." What's it like as a performer moving from such different genres, saying within that that musical frame but such different types of performance
2: um well if you ask any actors it's, it's why we do it i think mm. is to to play different roles and and to inhabit different characters and i've been lucky you know i'm a very tall guy for hmm. your listeners i'm sort of six foot seven and so i always thought i would be limited in um in my work opportunities and yes. i've been very lucky to sort of find roles that have been right for me across the years but they've all been very different you know i've played As you said, in Wonderful Town, I was an American footballer, um, a sort of a uh, a high school jock. And then in Young Frankenstein, I was uh, the monster, I was (laughs) the beast in Beauty and the Beast. So they've all been very different, and they all come with their um, challenges. But um, all of them I've enjoyed immensely, and um, I'd love to, you know, have a magic wand and be able to go back for a day and revisit them all but um sadly that's probably never going to happen as I get older but uh Frankenstein was such great fun it was mm. unlike anything you know playing a tap dancing monster who couldn't speak and <laughs> um, brought yes. his own challenges but it was one that I absolutely loved and funny enough that's where um I believe Cameron saw me at the Olivier Awards and uh-huh. sort of said oh why don't we get him in and see what he's like for, for Javert and so it's funny that, that that led me into this job which they couldn't be you know further apart yes. in uh, terms of character really
1: But the rest as they say is history and you join us here yeah, in exactly, Milton Keynes exactly. in May and we're looking forward to it. Nick thank you so much for joining us, it's been a pleasure and we no, will see welcome. you on the I stage look
2: forward to um, coming to Milton Keynes and, and to meeting um, the audiences and, uh, and seeing their reaction to the show.
1: Fantastic, thanks for joining us Nick <laughs> Playing MK's biggest hits this is MKFM, hello good morning and a very happy easter sunday to you i'm steve gordon wilson and this is the easter special destination mk show we're turning over most of the show to milton Keynes theater in advance of claude michel schomberg and alan Boubliel's classic les miserables which comes to the stage this may bit earlier on we spoke to nick greenshield who plays javert in the show wasn't he an interesting character we played a hit as well from the iconic score we've got another one of those coming up in just a moment uh, les miserables of course if you don't know what it's about is set in early 19th century France and it's the story of Jean Valjean a French peasant and his desire for redemption after serving 19 years as prisoner 24601 uh, having stolen a loaf of bread to feed his sister's starving child Javert tracks him down as he tries to start his new life Uh, But unfortunately, things don't quite go to plan. Uh, Valjean's restored humanity moves him, though, to adopt the orphan girl Cosette and makes a vow to to her dying mother, Fontaine, that he'll protect her with his life. As Fontaine slips to her untimely end, it gives way to one of the most iconic numbers in musical theatre history. And just because it's Easter and just because I love you, we're going to play it. From Les Miserables, wrap your ears around this. It's I Dreamed a Dream. From Les Miserables, that's the classic I Dreamed a Dream. <laughs> Sung by Fontaine, who is played in the Milton Keynes Theatre production by Katie Hall. And we're talking to Katie up next on MKFM. Les Miserables comes to Milton Keynes Theatre this May. And the beginning of the show, and in fact most of the show, centres around the virtuous Fontaine, who is played by Katie Hall. And Katie joins me now. Hello. Hello.
0: Hi there, how are you doing?
1: I'm very well, how are you?
0: Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Good.
1: Now, you're coming to join us in Milton Keynes as Fontaine in the brilliant Les Miserables, of course. What's it like yes, playing sorry. such an iconic role?
0: Oh, it's, it's amazing for me. I mean, I've been... The show's actually been a part of my life for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I played the on this same production about ten years ago. Yes. So, um, it's been really... I'd always wanted to play Fontaine at that time as well, so... Yeah, it's a real joy. I really just absolutely adore it. It's it, such a wonderful role. And that song, you know, it's iconic, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And I, I mean, that's the next question, isn't it? What, what is it like taking on the mantle of singing one of probably the most iconic songs in musical theatre? It's quite, a, quite a, um, an undertaking, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still, we've been on tour for about six months now, and I still get butterflies every time just before I sing that first line, of course. It's just, you know, it's. I, I've, I've always loved the song. I think, you know, I think it, the lyrics are so good as well. I think, I think it could be like read as a piece of poetry almost. Yeah. You know, it's just so descriptive, and um, and then add to that that incredible melody, and mm-hmm. you know, it's no wonder why it's so iconic. I think.
1: And would you say that there's often talk about performers in this show being on the stage and having that "Crikey, I'm in Les Mis" moment? Is that it oh, for we you? We
0: still have it every now do and then. Do you? <laughs> we do still have it. Um actually, in the curtain call there's one of the guys in me on um, on who sometimes shouts out, We're in no <laughs> like a you still have to pinch yourself really you know it's just such a wonderful
1: show to be a part of i'm sure and what's it like for you as a performer we're almost going full circle so moving from Cosette to Fontaine that's that's quite a move in terms of character um what's it like yes. as a performer
0: yeah well it's um well as i say it's it, it, it's actually quite a nice kind of. Circle to complete in a way because yes. in in that final scene I do get to kind of stand there and uh, look at Cosette and Marius in that in that sort of and that, that was me ten years ago so yeah. it's, so I look at Bronwyn who plays Cosette and kind of think oh you know it's you know immense fondness and yeah it's really lovely um, and it's a totally different way of singing as well for me in this part. I mean, I'm used, used to kind of singing the soprano roles, yes. and this has really got a bit more meat to it, you know, it's really gutsy, and it's, um, I just, I absolutely love it, honestly.
1: And and as we speak now, you're uh, performing in Birmingham. How's How are the Birmingham yes. crowds enjoying the show?
0: Oh, yeah, it's been brilliant. I mean, we we it's sold so well everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, it really has, uh, the audiences have been wonderful and really responsive, and we're really grateful for that, so... I yeah, think, it's, uh, uh, it's. I've toured quite a few times yes. to, to the various places. I've been to Milton Keynes. Uh, I, I think it was. I think I've been to Milton Keynes three times. I've been with. Been with Phantom of the Opera. I've been there with West Side Story. Yes. And I can't remember if we did missed there last time or not. I, I, I think it's his so it's so first to... visit.
1: I think, it's, I think it's the show's first visit to Milton Keynes. And, and the city really oh, is yeah. excited. There's a real buzz around sort of the cultural and, and further on than the cultural sector in Milton Keynes. Having such a massive show coming to us is amazing. And actually, you mentioned Phantom of the Opera. I would say this is about the same level of buzz as we had then when we had that incredible yes. show come to visit us. What was that like touring with a show like that?
0: that- and i mean especially see the thing that was so lovely about that was we were doing a brand new production of yes. the show for the 25th anniversary so um it was great to bring that kind of this new uh version to uh, to various different parts of the UK, and you know the theatre in Milton Keynes is really lovely as well. Yeah. It's always a it's always a favourite. So we're um, really excited to bring this production of Late Night to you guys.
1: I suppose there are parallels because when when Phantom came to Milton Keynes, a lot of people a lot of people that had seen the show, you know, Phantom the, the, super fans would say, oh, "It's not going to be the same without a falling chandelier." And we would say, "Well, just hang on, just wait till you see it, uh, and you'll find there's something different." I expect it maybe be the same yeah. with this because the iconic revolving stage doesn't form a part of this tour. Do, do, do yeah. you do you find that the productions they're missing something? I suspect I know what you're going to say.
0: Oh my gosh, not not even slightly. Not for me. I mean, I, I've I've done the production in the West End yeah. as well, and and obviously that is it's totally brilliant. And and you know the revolve is is a wonderful thing. But I you know people do kind of get attached to these sort of yes. iconic parts of the show. And and I, I would just say to anybody who's feeling um, not quite, who, who's kind of not quite feeling that, yeah. to say just wait and see what happens because there's, there's really some amazing things so technology has advanced them since, since when they created the original product, yes different kind of technical kind of uh, elements to the show and uh, it, I really just think it's I just think it's such a wonderful production. I, I, I have um, seen it in
1: Birmingham and couldn't agree more. It's, it, it's, it's certainly oh, okay. not missing anything from the original. In fact, in, in many ways, I might whisper it, but it's almost better. And it's just that the way that the, <sighs> the production has been pulled together is quite astonishing. Uh,
0: well, did you have
1: to whisper that there. <laughs> I know, I did whisper it. No, I don't think anyone heard. That was just that was just between you and I. Um, in terms, of, in terms of the show that is coming, a lot of our newer patrons, perhaps younger patrons, may have been introduced to Les Misérables with the musical film, of course. Um, and of you're course. taking on uh, the iconic role that was played by uh, Anne Hathaway in the movie. Do you find that you get compared? Um, well, I'm,
0: I'm sure I don't know that I've had people sort of say it to me. I'm sure that people would compare if they were to see and And of course, how could you not? I mean, it was just, her performance in that movie was totally brilliant and she totally deserved the Oscar, you know. Mm. Um, uh, and... Uh, there, I, there were elements of the movie that I loved. That what I particularly loved. I just thought Anne Hathaway was amazing. Yeah. So if anybody was to compare me to Anne Hathaway, I'd be deeply flattered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to do it because I'd be far too flattering on the phone. And, you know, I don't want to embarrass you <laughs> when you're over there. But, and, and let's just hope you're not compared to Susan Boyle. You know, it could be worse, couldn't it? well yes <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on uh Kate you're coming to Milton Keynes Theatre in the role of Fontaine in Les Mis and we're super excited to see you thank you so much for joining us today
0: oh you're really welcome and I can't
1: wait can't wait best of luck with the rest of the run in Birmingham we'll see you really soon thank you very much thank Happy you Olly Mers, feel the same on MKFM This is the Destination MK Show Easter Sunday special. My thanks to Katie Hall, who joined us just then. Uh, She, of course, plays Fontaine in the upcoming production of Les Miserables, which comes to Milton Keynes Theatre this May. We also spoke to Nick Greenshields, who plays Javert in the same production. It's going to be an absolute phenomenon. It comes to Milton Keynes Theatre from Tuesday the 14th of May right through till Saturday the 8th of June. If you want to get tickets for what is going to be the musical event of the year in Milton Keynes, get yourself to atgtickets.com forward slash Milton Keynes. You can book tickets now and also find out more about the show. If you want to hear those interviews and some of that music again, you can download this show, subscribe to the podcast as well, get to mkfm.com, click on schedule and subscribe to the Destination MK Show podcast and you can get lame ears in your ears for, you know, weeks to come don't know about you but i'll be humming this for the rest of my easter sunday whatever you're doing with your very sunny easter sunday i wish you the very happiest and peaceful of easters and we'll be back with more telling you what's on in and around the city with the destination mk show every saturday and sunday from 9 till 10 right here on mkfm bit of usher now to take us to the news at 10 o'clock this is mkfm